0: I want to start this morning with uh, part of the ongoing conversation uh, we're having as a, a country about the legacy of residential schools. And uh, certainly what's, what's come about as a result of the discovery of uh, more unmarked burial sites, first, of course, at a former school in Kamloops, now at a former school in Saskatchewan. Is, is a renewed push to, to better document all of this, to really truly understand what happened, how many children died at these schools? How did they die? Why were they buried at the school in, in what appeared to be unmarked burial sites? Now, the school in Saskatchewan, we understand there were gravestones at one point, uh, but those were removed perhaps in, in the 1960s. There's also been a call for an investigation, maybe even a criminal investigation. Is it possible here and now to hold individuals or hold organizations accountable for what happened? If there was criminal wrongdoing here that contributed or led to the deaths of children in these schools, are we well past the point of being able to investigate and prosecute that? Certainly what's happened and what we know about has very much been described as a crime, as criminal. There have been calls even for international investigators uh, to come in and be a part of an investigation. But what might that look like? Those investigations, charges, trials... Well, joining us uh, for some thoughts on on all of that, very pleased to welcome the program here this morning. uh, Dr. David Milward is an associate professor in the Faculty of Law at the University of Victoria, also a member of uh, the Beardies and uh, Ogemasa's First Nation in Saskatchewan. Dr. Milward, thanks so much for joining us here this morning. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, In terms of uh, criminal law and and how or whether it might apply in in this conversation, and and as as it pertains to this issue, where, where do you come down on that?
1: Okay, well, I may as well put it on the table that I do personally believe that crimes against humanity occurred against mm-hmm. the students on the residential schools. But the issue with any sort of prosecution, and this is germane across the criminal justice system itself, the questions ground prosecutors ask themselves is what can we actually prove when it, if we were to take this to court? And even, you know, even aside from this, there's many things where there's cold cases or cases are brought forward years after the fact and that raises concerns about the loss of evidence and the deterioration of evidence over time and where potential witnesses have their memories fade and erode over time and that can raise difficulties for the crown in uh, trying to prove what actually occurred and I tend to think although I, I certainly have strong views about what I think happened at the residential yeah. schools, I also have to recognize that there's practical difficulties where the Crown to actually substantiate a prosecution against responsible individuals.
0: Well, and is it possible, for example, to to bring these kinds of charges? I mean, we, we do have in Canada the Crimes Against Humanity and War Crimes Act. Uh, can those kinds of charges apply to institutions or organizations?
1: yes. And potentially, for example, the government of Canada itself or uh, churches who administered the schools could be, in theory, be prosecuted under the Crimes Against Humanity Act. But to proceed with a prosecution, the federal attorney general of Canada has to approve that prosecution. And the issues that I've outlined, the practical concerns of the evidence, those would be on the attorney general's mind in making a decision about whether to prosecute. <laughs>
0: Does this fall then to the federal government? I mean, obviously, we're talking about residential schools that existed right across the country in, in different provinces, different, different jurisdictions. Would, would this have to be the federal government taking a, a lead on this?
1: Yes, the Crimes Against Humanity Act is quite clear on that.
0: And so has there been any sense, as, as far as you can tell, as to whether there's, there's a willingness uh, on, on Ottawa's part to go down this path? I'd, certainly there, there have been calls for this. What, what's your sense on that?
1: yes i do know for example the native women's association and other indigenous groups have made requests uh to proceed i've not i haven't heard any inkling about whether there actually is going to be a um, prosecution or even a criminal investigation now i don't need to minimize what i personally think happened in the residential schools but if we don't see a prosecution I, i was just I would ask that people temper their expectations because there may be more to the equation to than a perceived sweep under the rug.
0: So where, where does this need to go? I mean, obviously, we have the Truth and Reconciliation Commission that that's certainly, um, you know, shone a, a real spotlight on a lot of these issues. I think the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, though, was limited in the extent to which it was able to, to document these these deaths, and so perhaps there is a need to go back and have some renewed focus on that. But w- where do we go from here, then? Do you think?
1: Yes, that's a complex and uh question, and I mean, certainly, I don't mean to minimize what happened in the past, but people might have to recognize that the capacity to criminally prosecute whoever may be responsible is quite limited, but at the same time, a lot, to what extent Canada actually is complying with the TRC calls to action, there's still a lot of questions still around those, so that needs to be an ongoing discussion, and to be quite honest, uh, a lot of people, in my observation, a lot of mainstream Canadians are in denial that there's a connection between residential schools in the past and ongoing social conditions faced by Indigenous peoples today. So I also think that discussion still needs a lot of focus.
0: Right. And how, how do we address that, do you think?
1: Well, to be quite honest, uh, Canada, has mainstream Canada has to accept responsibility that the conditions that Indigenous peoples find themselves ongoing to today, it still has a responsibility for going back to the residential schools. And I, I know that there's this tensio, well. it's in the past, we're not responsible for the sins of our grandparents got arrested, but there's a historical responsibility to address the social situation faced by Indigenous peoples today.
0: I did want to get your thoughts as well, and I mentioned it in the introduction. There, there have been some calls. In fact, there was a letter signed by a number of lawyers in Canada, asking the International Criminal Court to get involved, to to have sort of a, an independent uh, authority leading an investigation into residential schools in, in Canada. Does, does that make sense from your perspective?
1: I'm sorry to say this, but the International Criminal Court only has jurisdiction for crimes against humanity that occurred from 2002 onwards.
0: Oh, so they wouldn't even technically have jurisdiction in this area. No. I see. So going down that path isn't likely to to produce anything of, of value then? No, no. But at least in terms of, of the legal component to all of this, given the challenges you've outlined in terms of gathering evidence, uh, in terms of individuals still still being alive, in terms of uh, access to documentation, all, all of these, these hurdles that exist and, and would be considerable... As we move forward in, in trying to reckon with this as a country, do you still see potential avenues though for our, our legal system or justice system
1: uh yes, i in terms of being able to provide uh, redress for past actions or accountability for past actions, you know we historically and on some sort of normal normative moral level. It's not any less of an injustice what happened to the students in those schools just because so many years passed by. But the unfortunate fact is that, like I said, it it creates practical difficulties for accountability for individuals who still may be alive and still, still had some role in what happened. But in terms of, you know, legal reform and everything else, I think there you start to need to get into questions of self-determination and allowing people's greater autonomy to try and deal with social issues in ways that better meet their needs. Well,
0: will leave it there. Dr. Millward, uh, appreciate your time and your insight uh, on this. Thanks for joining us here this morning.
1: Thank you. All right.
0: Uh, that is uh, Dr. David Millward, Associate Professor of the Faculty of Law University of Victoria, also a member of the Beardies and uh, Okamasas First Nation in Saskatchewan. So in terms of criminal charges are going down that path, as he says, a, a lot of uh, potential obstacles, but uh, there, there definitely needs to be a way of addressing all of this and having a reckoning with it.